0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. uh, The topic for the entire month, we are, um, though we are celebrating family and friends, the topic that I'm going to be talking about to our family and to our friends, all right, is be lit, be lit. Be lit. All right. What's the, uh, what are we talking about all month? All right. So it's not unusual to think of the sun as the most powerful light source in the world. Its radiance can be felt all over the world simultaneously in many parts of the world. The sun sits at 93 million miles away from earth, yet we can still see it, we can feel it, we can experience its effects. And um, interesting that if you took a newborn, I don't know why anybody would want to do this, but if you took a newborn, you put it in a spaceship, and you send it in direction towards the sun, traveling at 150 miles an hour, when that baby arrives there, on the surface of the sun, it would be 71 years old, not to mention it'll be crispy, but nonetheless, (laughs) did you get the, did you get the time? That's, that was my point. We all know it's going to be a little crispy, but uh, (laughs) all right. I'm going to behave. I'm going to behave. Now, no matter how impressive that is, it's radiance um, all over the world that is felt. The sun is the light of our solar system. The sun is the light of the earth, but the sun could never be or outshine the light of the world. Jesus said out of John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light. Of life in his account of Jesus' birth, and uh, not talking about Christmas, but, but I gotta cover this because it's 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 applicable to what we're talking about, applicable or applicable. You <laughs> you 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 pick, you choose, but Luke writes about some shepherds and their experience. In chapter 2, verse 8 verse through 11, and we're going to read this together. In the same region, there were some shepherds, and they were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock. Here's the timeline. When? Night. Night. Let's go. An angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring, what do I bring? Do I bring uh, gloom and doom? No. Huh? Wrath and judgment? No. Condemnation? No, the angel said, I bring what? Good news, Good news of Of great joy, which will be for some people, for all people. Next, for today in the city of David, there's a distance from where they were. There has been born for you a what? For you a what? For you a what? A savior. Notice that for you a savior was born, not a religion. All right. What was born for you? A savior, savior, not a church. It it was a what? A savior savior that was born for you, who is Christ the Lord. Now, verse 9 tells us that the Lord's glory was shining around the shepherds in the field. What was the description? What was the description of the conditions around the shepherds it was what huh there was glory but what else come on don't be afraid to it was right okay there was night there was night when the angel appeared now the bible tells us that the glory whoever said glory was shining around the shepherds in the field at night so even the sun has a period where its radiance falls short And it's limited to something that we call night. Night happens when the side of Earth faces away from the sun because of the Earth's rotation. So, as powerful as the sun may be, it has limitations. Now, what we find extraordinary about the light of the world who's the light of the world? Who's the light of the world? Who's the light of the world? world? Jesus What we find extraordinary is that Jesus the Bible says that he was laying in a, he was laying in a manger and he was in the city of David and from where he was at that distance the Bible says that his glory could still pierce the night darkness in a place where he wasn't there physically Are you getting that An angel appeared to shepherds. Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was somewhere else. Yet still, the angel possesses the glory of the one that was born. And is piercing darkness even where Jesus isn't. I don't know if you're getting that. I don't know if you're getting that. Our Lord's light can pierce any. Somebody say any. any. And all darkness. Listen to what chapter 2 in Luke, verses 25 to 32, as I'm building this up. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Next. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Here we go. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, which was circumcision, then he took him into his arms, and he blessed God, and he said, You know what I wanted to do as I lifted up my hands? The whole lion. Is it the, I, I wanted to do that was a part of me, right? But I said I was going to behave. So I raised my hands and then I stopped. I thought it, but I didn't go through with it. But I wanted to do it. But I promised that I was going to behave. And, and he said, now, Lord, you are releasing your bond servant to depart in peace. According to your word. Here we go. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people. A, 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 of, he's a what? He's a what? He's a what? Light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. And I hope you're following. I hope you're following. Jesus did not come to earth to give us a holiday. And it's, it's coming, and I love Christmas. Christmas is usually good to me. That's why you want your kids to go to college and get good jobs. Because then Christmas gets better for the parents. I do. I sit around and I have my list and I'm going to behave. But 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 Jesus didn't come to give us Christmas. It's as nice as Christmas is. Listen carefully to me as I say this. I don't I don't want this to be distorted. Jesus did not only come to the world to give us salvation. As good as salvation is. There is more to his birth than just salvation. To say that Jesus came to the world just to save us is an understatement and it's an incomplete truth. Jesus in us becomes a light of revelation. Did you hear that? He saves you. He saves you, but then in turn, he makes you a light of revelation. Revelation means a surprising and previously unknown fact that's made now known in a dramatic way. When people see you, they see the dramatic change in your life. It's it's dramatic. They remember what you used to be, but you're not that anymore. My, my sister is always reminding me of that. I'm not that anymore. I'm like, but but, but I remember. But she's like, I'm not that anymore. <laughs> you may remember, but he don't remember. And that's the beauty, that's the beauty of his salvation. It, it, listen, it would be incomplete if you say that Jesus only comes to save you. But he comes to save you, but then he comes to become a light of revelation in you. Now, here we go. Listen to what we read about this, and we talked about this all last month. For those that weren't here, we talked about the Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And guess what? I'm going to read 11 verses. Here we go. Uh, we're going to skip all the second epistle. Okay, we're going to skip all of that. Skip that. Okay. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us some things, some things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And we, we expressed all last month how many people in many, in many religious circles hold on to godliness, but, but, but they, don't, they don't have anything that pertains to life. So, so, so if you remember how we, we were this, uh, I used the analogy of the bodybuilders. And, and we showed one who worked hard and he looked a certain way versus one who tried to cut corners. If you guys remember that? But that was in the, you could go into the message from last, uh, last week and you can listen to it there. So so he gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness again through the through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which uh, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises we talked about that next that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, here we go, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, next, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. So, so it's all summed up in one word. What is it? That's that's love, right? That's what love is. Here we go. Next. For if these things are yours and they abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things, he's what? Short sighted. That means he's blind. He's, 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 he's visually impaired. He's, he's in darkness, even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Yeah, there's so many, so many people that just drag their old sins with them. God's forgiven them, but they just drag them with them. And everywhere they go, they're just still remembering. They're, they're remembering that past. They're remembering that history. They're remembering that past resume, carrying it with them. So, so, So you can't do this. Next Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will what? You will never stumble. You You have revelation. The light has been turned on. Here we go. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the Everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's an entrance to his kingdom abundantly available to you, but you need the knowledge of how this works. If you don't have it, then, then you could go through your life saved, but you could be absent from all of the abundance of his kingdom. Is that, is that, was that the last one, guys? Yes, it was. All right. So as Peter writes this, he's telling his followers that divine power, that divine power by way of Jesus provides us, somebody say, all things. All things. That pertain then to life and pertain to godliness. You don't get one and not the other. You don't get one and then have to work harder for the other. No. He says that an entrance to his everlasting kingdom is supplied to us abundantly. Somebody said that's good news. That's good news. Now, now I'm not preaching prosperity. Don't think that. It's not that don't do not leave here today thinking as the pastor was speaking that there's an open door for escalades and, and um, jaguars and BMWs and that and, and that's no, that's not what I'm saying. At all. At all. Many Christians only cease the things that pertain to godliness, but ignore the things that pertain to life. So they're okay going to church Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, hallelujah, shout his name, sing the songs, cry, and stomp my feet, and and get the word, and all of that stuff is good. But then Monday through Saturday, Monday through Saturday, we're unhappy. We don't know joy. We don't know his peace. We don't know his hope. Because all we live is from Sunday to Sunday, from one service to another service, from one word to another word. And according to the Apostle Peter, he says that Jesus' divine power in us keeps us from stumbling. We'll never, somebody say never. Never. He said that we would never, never be unfruitful. That we would never be, we would never be barren. Never a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He had, been perse- he had been persecuting the early Christian church, the Jews in particular. So as he was on his way to cause some havoc one day, he's on his horse with others, and Jesus appears to him. Jesus had died. He had spent some time on earth after he resurrected, Then he ascends into heaven. As he ascends into heaven, well, no one's seen him since. But then he reveals himself to Paul, later reveals himself to the apostle John in in the island of of Patmos, where he wrote Revelation. But scripture says that when he he revealed himself to Saul of Tarsus, who then has a transformation and, and now he becomes the apostle Paul, These are the words that Jesus gave Paul that particular day when he revealed himself to him. Supernaturally, he said, I'm sending you, Acts chapter 26, verse 18. This is his assignment, but it's also your assignment. I'm sending you to open their eyes. What? To do what? Open their eyes. Nowhere there does it say to open their wallets. To what? To what? Open their eyes. Are you following me? Yeah. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of and to God. Here we go, next. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and, stop, forgiveness of sins and forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin There's more than just salvation. So many people, and Christians in particular, are content with just salvation. And there is more. Somebody say, there's more. more. Forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. People aren't saved to just have forgiveness of sin but to also receive an inheritance. What is an inheritance? It's the revelation, the knowledge of what I am because of Jesus. That is my inheritance. When I know who I am, where I am, then I know how to be where I am. So it doesn't matter where I am. If I know who I am and whose I am, then I'll know how to be where I am. Does that make sense? Or is that a little, is that a little, uh, was that a little Dr. Seuss? A little Dr. Seuss-ish? Yeah? But but listen, uh, think about that. If I know who I am, where I am, then I'll know how to be where I am. That means no level of darkness can ever reach you. Why? Because I know who I am. I know what I am. It's his inheritance. Do you know that my job as a pastor is, that's my role. My job as a pastor is just to, to, to knock that in the side of your head. Do you know who you are? That's it. That's, that's my role. My role isn't, isn't to do anything else other than just to jolt that in you and remind like, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? This is the most difficult thing for many people to wrap their heads around. That is the the, the revelation of who they are in Christ. Because many people know who they are in the church they go to. They they, they know who I am. They know know who they are in in that church that they attend to or they're members of. That they know. Do you know who you are in Christ? Christ. Do you, do you know? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. For you were, you were, you were, what does that formally mean? What does that mean? You used to be. Tell somebody you used to be. You used to be. You, used to be. you were formerly. Darkness. When? Excuse me. Hold on. Hold on. What's the timeline? What's the timeline? You used to be, but you used to be, but he doesn't say he's progressive. Are you getting that? There's not a timeline for me to finally get there to then be calm and be. No, I used to be, but now. But now listen you are what man think about that immediately do you know that you know that's a real hard thing for many of us in churches to wrap our heads around and this is why we give people so many conditions and conditions and conditions to become this hey you know you can't do this until you go through these seven steps and you got to go through these nine steps and you got to go through these other steps, and go through these, ste- and before you go steps and steps and steps and steps and steps, and Satan is, I'll take them immediately. But, but that's not the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus says, "Hey, listen, you, you don't you don't go and you there is there isn't a dimmer in the light that I give." Thank you. Somebody got that one. Good. There's not a dimmer. You go from darkness to what? Light. Oh, man. And what's real hard is for many people to understand that. But now you are light. And who? The Lord. And who? Your family? The Lord. Pastor? The Lord. And who? The Lord. the Lord. Walk as children of? For the fruit of the Light. consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. All right. Next. Is there another one or that was it? Okay, I think that was it. So the darkness in the world is the absence of the revelation or revelatory knowledge. That's what the darkness of this world is. That they don't understand who they are. In Christ, so many of us can easily explain our churches, but we can't explain our Jesus. And this is why I tell this church all the time: stop inviting people to go to your church, man. Invite people to Jesus. Yeah. Stop, stop. We have I have way too much work going on here for you to keep bringing it. Stop. So bring bring people to Jesus. You come here, you get the knowledge, and then you go out there. Do you understand how that works? Yeah. All right, but in the month of September, family and friends, so bring them. All right, so you got that one. All right, don't. All right, Pastor, I thought you told me, Pastor, you <laughs> make up your mind. Luis, is Luis here today? Luis, he's not here today. That he would be the first one telling me, make up your mind, Pastor. First Peter, chapter two, verse nine. But you are a, what are you? Chosen. A chosen what? You know, so many, so many of us are so far more proud of our race here on earth than we are of our chosen race. And we know so much more about the history of our earthly race than we know about our kingdom race. And it's because we don't know much about our kingdom race that then we live an, an angry life with everyone else about our earthly race versus of, of, because of our chosen race. Our chosen race. Listen, listen to what Jesus says about you. You're a chosen race, a, a royalty. You know, are, you, are you getting this? Royalty. I don't, I, don't, I don't need that to be proved through history books. I already know what his word says about me now. Are you understanding that? Well, my family used to be and my ancestors. I'm talking to you about who I am right now. Chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Oh, man, that's good stuff so that you may do what proclaim. so that you may what proclaim. what is proclaim does anybody know what that word means find it give me give me a word declaration. declaration shout it acknowledge it preach someone preach it yeah. tell communicate it Pro- profess it listen the excellencies of him who has called you out of, out of, darkness. Out of darkness and his mind. Guys, you were you were you were taken out of something and placed into something. And let me say that again. You were taken out of something and placed into something. So 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 as we leave here today, you should have that that security. I used to be, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I used to be that. No longer those things. This is what I am. Man, many people, many people are so far loyal. You know, September is a big deal for, uh, here in Delaware anyway, for Puerto Ricans. The the Puerto Rican parade is is coming. If y'all don't know about the Puerto Rican parade, when is it? Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Half the church will be out. More than half the church will be out. The Puerto Riga, that Puerto Rican parade, and and listen, yeah, I have service at the parade. <laughs> and listen, and, and listen, there, there, there is, there is, there's nothing, nothing wrong with with your earthly, with your earthly pride when it comes to where you're from and 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 your roots. That's all beautiful, but you still must know. That you were taken from something and placed into something. You got that? And, And there's so many people that are so fixated in where they used to be. And where they came from. And they forget. But you're not there anymore. You're not that anymore. What are you getting mad about? This verse gives us insight into our role on earth. Not only are you a chosen a chosen race, but then he says, you have a role, you have an assignment here on earth. And what is that role? To be what? Royal priests on earth. On, on earth. Uh-oh. So what am I supposed to be doing? Oh, we're going to get to that. Our role as Christians is not to come to church to be rebooted, re-energized. Reignited. So many, I mean, I, I get it all the time. I hear it all the time. Pastor, I want to invite you to speak at our conference. All right. What are we talking about? Rebooted. Huh? We're going to be rebooted. Oh. Recharged. Reignited. Reenergized. I have news for us all. Christians don't possess an energy. We possess a presence. Yeah. A presence that doesn't need your help to be rebooted, re-energized, re-zapped, whatever you want to call it. You possess a presence. And, and, and when you understand who you possess, what you possess, then you'll know how to be where you are. As priests in the world, we are reconciling. Somebody say reconciling. We are reconciling the world to God And that's our priestly office, our duty. But royalty speaks of a legal authority, a legal right based on my residence. From the moment that I give my life to Jesus, then he takes us from the residence of this world and from this world. And then he revokes it and he gives me eternal residency in his kingdom. the first thing he talks, he doesn't talk about heaven. He talked about the kingdom. So many people, I can't wait to the glorious day when I go to heaven. The door of the kingdom is open, readily available for you. Walk through it. It's yours. He provides us with an, an entrance. It's an elite and a privileged access that's supplied to us abundantly. It's everlasting. And this is done by Jesus. Not a pastor, not a movement, not a church, not a religion. It's done by Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. And I give you these verses so you could go home and read. All right? So you could go home and read. Therefore, if anyone is if anyone is if anyone is in Christ, listen, hold on. Notice that if God wanted, if if, if God wanted a particular church to outshine, that would have been a place to put it. No, he said, if anyone is where? In Christ. He is a new creature. The old things. Behold. Come on. New things have come. Let's go to the next one. Who who reconciled us? Who reconciled us? Who did it? God reconciled us to himself through Christ. He did it through Christ and gave us the ministry. Oh, wait a minute. You're not ordained to do that. You're not anointed to do that. That's a lie of Satan. God gave you a role. He gave you a ministry to go reconcile. God did that. Uh Uh-huh. To reconcile means to bring back to harmony. That's what reconciliation means. To what? To bring back to harmony. Paul is using, is using, these are accounting terms. Then I finished the reconciliation. Now, all of these things, okay. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. What wasn't he doing? Not counting against them, and he has committed to us the work. What did he commit to you? The word of reconciliation. What is it? Next. Therefore, we are now what? We are what? What are we? That means, that means, that means that you represent another government here on earth. You are foreigners. We are all foreigners. We're not of this world. Listen, we're not of this world. Scripture tells us that this world is not our home. But while we're here, we are what? Ambassador. We are what? Ambassador. Ambassadors. Yeah, are, are you getting that? Yeah. Well, our churches do a very good job at making members, but not ambassadors. So, you are now what? Ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal Through us, we beg you on behalf of, this is, listen, this is your role, this is your assignment as an ambassador of the kingdom here on earth, is to what? We're begging you on behalf of, be reconciled to God. That's your assignment. Did you know that? That's your assignment. As an ambassador, that is your assignment. And reconciliation means to bring back to harmony. It is an accounting term. So when one is reconciling his or her finances, they are comparing documents that tell us the true story. The two documents are going to tell us facts of what you currently have and what you did with what you had. You are tracking what's coming in and how and where it is. That's reconcil- reconciling. Checks and balances. Somebody say checks and balances. You, you want to do well in your marriage? You want to communicate about something? Know where you are financially. Husband, know where you are financially. Wife, know where you are financially. Communicate that to each other. Watch, you have so much peace. Seriously? Oh, they got quiet in here, quick. They got quiet in here. Okay, two are better. We're going to be talking about money soon, very soon. (laughs) When one reconciles his or her finances, they are comparing these documents. And Paul said that God reconciled us to himself through Christ, not you. He did it, not you, because he looked at you. He didn't take your shortcomings. He he didn't take those into consideration. When he sees you, he doesn't see the broken, busted, exhausted you. He sees Christ. That's the reconciliation according to God. Paul is saying God did a checks and balances. He overlooks all of the discrepancies, not holding them against us because Jesus absorbed, absorbed the penalty on the cross. He absorbed the penalty of our debt and he brings us back to right standing. Can you imagine? That's what, that's what that cross ought to remind you of. What's that cross remind you of? My church. No. Right standing. Romans chapter five verses one and two. Let me give you this. We're wrapping this up. Therefore, since we have been excuse me, did you did you, did you hear that? We have been Somebody did it. You didn't do it. did you? Somebody already did it for you. You didn't do it. Since we have been made right in whose sight? God's sight by what? Faith. We then have what? Peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord. Man, you should have that on your refrigerator. You should have that on your, your, your visor of your car constantly remind you it has nothing to do with me it's everything about what Jesus, it's about jesus it's that's that's what that cross reminds me of he did it so i didn't have to this is why i come here on a sunday to praise and worship this is what this is what my singing is about this is what my serving is about this is what my giving is about it's about what he did man that's good news somebody say that's good news that is good news john John, chapter fourteen, verse twenty-seven. I am leaving you with a what? Yes. With a what? Yes. What's a gift? Come on, somebody, what's a gift? Yell it out! It's a gift. What's a gift? No, no. What's a, Don't get all don't get all religious on me. What, what's a gift? If I give you a gift, it's a what? It's a gift, right? But, but 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 in 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 Spanish in Spanish when you gave a gift and, and then someone was was demanding it back from you it was the biggest insult The biggest insult How dare us think that that's what his salvation that Jesus called a what he called it a gift. that he's just sitting there taking it from you. Taking it from... Listen. I am leaving you with a what? Gift. And what, what is the gift he gives you? What he gives you? Peace of what? Where is it? Peace. And the peace... I give is a gift that the, don't be troubled, don't be afraid. Jesus said these words, he said these words to his disciples. Do we have disciples here today? I I want to wrap up with this last line, I want you to stand to your feet, listen to this. This is an old hymnal. that sums up the context of everything that we've shared here today with one line. This classic hymn said, Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are, or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.